This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. And alhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu. Wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiyati amalina. من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله والسلام عليه تسليما كثيرا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يتع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون أما بعد فإن خير الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدى هدى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محتثاتها وكل محتثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار We come to our next installment in the explanation of the tremendous treaties of Imam Abu Bakr Abdullah ibn Zubair al-Humaydi al-Kabir Rahmatullahi ta'ala alayhi who was one of the preeminent teachers and shiyukh of Imam al-Bukhari who has done the Ummah of Al-Islam, a great service by writing this book in an attempt to help the Muslims to understand what is the correct aqidah that our imams were upon, the imams who we claim and we say we love, we honor, and we respect, like the great imam Abu Hanifa, the great imam Malik ibn Anas, the great imam al-Shafi'i, Muhammad ibn Idris al-Shafi'i, and a great Imam Muhammad ibn Ahmed, Ahmed ibn Muhammad ibn Hanbal, rahmatullahi alayhim ajma'in. We don't claim that any of them were ma'asum, without mistakes. But what I say is, when they made mistakes, they still got a reward because they're from the ulama of al-Islam. And in addition to that, the ummah of al-Islam have accepted those four men as being prime examples of people who want to practice this religion correctly. So it should be understood that we have nothing but love, admiration, and reverence for those scholars. And we say our religion has to be symbolic and it has to be similar to the religion that they were upon. Aqidatan wa salukan wa ibadatan. If we look at the ibadah of Imam Abu Hanifa, we looked at his adab, and we looked at his akhlaq, and we looked at his dawah, if we looked at his way of understanding jurisprudence, Imam Abu Hanifa, as Abdullah ibn Mubarak said, rahmatullahi alayhi, all of the jurists, the fuqaha, they are indebted to Imam Abu Hanifa after him because he was the first one to come and canonize the fiqh of al-Islam. So although I may not be Hanafi as it relates to the Madhab, then what would be wrong with me if I hold something in my heart against Imam Abu Hanifa or any of those Imams of Al-Islam? So the Ummah of Al-Islam have accepted these four Imams. 
And as the Prophet informed us, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when he said, Lan tajtami'a ummati ala dalala. Ma umma, it is impossible for my ummah to have an agreement on what is dalala, what is astray. So the ummah of Al-Islam, we have an agreement of the virtues of these four imams. And the other imams of Al-Islam, the likes of Al-Imam Al-Awza'i, Sufyan Al-Thawri, Waqir, Ibn Jarrah, like Al-Imam Ishaq ibn Rahuwiya, Al-Imam Al-Layth ibn Sa'd. These are the imams of Al-Islam who they wrote the same kind of book and issues what we're dealing with today, inshallah azawajal. And they also expounded upon these points in their teachings to their students. So it's not okay for a Muslim to be on one of the four madhahib in fiqh and then be against what the imam brought in that which is even more important than the fiqh, and that is the aqidah of al-Islam. Today we come to the point, a really critical point, where many of the people went astray in as it relates to these issues, especially the jahmiya and the mu'tazila. وَلَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ And it is what Al-Imam Al-Humaydi said, Rahmatullahi Ta'ala Alayhi, about what we believe in. وَمَا يَنْتِقُ بِهِ الْقُرْآنُ وَالْحَدِيثِ مِثْرِ وَقَالَتِ الْيَهُودِ يَضُ اللَّهِ مَغْلُولًا غَلَّتْ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَمِثْرُ وَالسَّمَوَاتُ مَتْوِيَّاتٌ بِيَمِينِهِ وَمَا أَشْبَهُ هَذَا فِي الْقُرْآنِ وَالْحَدِيثِ لا نزيد فيه ولا نفسره ونقف على ما وقف عليه القرآن والسنة. So this is what we're going to explain today, inshallah. Al-Imam Al-Humaydi said that the Muslim who wants to be upon the sunnah and he wants to be upon treading the path that is correct, then it is obligatory upon that individual to say, to believe in, and to hold on to what the Qur'an nataqa bihi. Nataq and nutq, it means when you pronounce something. So the Qur'an pronounced it. The Qur'an mentioned this. Or was mentioned in the authentic sunnah. And then he gave some examples, like the ayat that come, and the ayat that said, and the Yahoo said that the hand of Allah was closed, that Allah is stingy, that Allah is poor. Allah told the companions to spin in the cause of Allah. يَا أَيُّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَنْفِقُوا مِنْ قَبْلِ أَنْ يَأْتِيَ يَوْمٌ لَا بَيْعٌ فِيهِ وَلَا خُلُّتٌ وَلَا شَفَاعًا وَالْكَافِرُونَ هُمَ الظَّالِمُونَ Spin on the day, spin now before يوم الْقِيَامَةِ comes. Allah Ta'ala mentioned نَمْ آيَةُ Quran. When these ayat were brought forward, the munafiqun especially from the Yehud, they said, why is Allah asking us to spin? Allah's hand is ghallat, maghlula. Allah is poor, Allah is in need. Why don't he spin? Why is he asking us to give our money? So this ayat establishes that the Yehud said, Allah said, ghallat aydihim. Their hands are closed for what they're saying. May their hands be closed. But Allah Ta'ala's hand is open. Allah's hand is open. The Yahud knew that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala had a hand. Another ayat that he brought is the statement of the Quran when Allah Ta'ala described himself and he said about himself, وَمَا قَدُرُ اللَّهَ حَقَّ قَدْرِهِ 
وَالسَّمَوَاتُ مَتْوِيَّاتٌ بِيَمِينِهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ عَمَّا يُشْرِكُونَ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ These people have not considered Allah the way He should be considered. His names, His attributes, saying that He has a son, all of these things that people don't believe in. They didn't consider Allah the way He should be considered. The one who is in need of financial assistance, don't you know? That it is Allah al-Razaq, al-Mateen. He is the one who has provided for every single creation, every single created thing since time began until Yawm al-Qiyamah. So turn to Allah. If you don't turn to Allah, you haven't considered Allah the way he should be considered. Those Muslims who want to give da'wah, And we want to chase people away from the religion, refuting people, taking people off of the sunnah, saying people are innovators, saying people are not Muslims and making takfir of them, taking ayat and ahadith and taking them out of context and fighting Muslims with this, sowing the seeds of discord, knowing full well, this is not the sunnah of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَةِ The believers are brothers. He said... The example of the believers in their love for one another, their rahmah for one another, and their concern for one another is like the example of one body. If a part of the body aches, the rest of the body will suffer from sleeplessness and from a fever. So how can I come giving dawah in Allah, seeking to sow the seeds of hatred and animosity between the Muslims? Those Muslims who listen to me, I like them, and I say, yep, we're the safe sect, we're okay. And whoever's not with us, we have to hate them. We have to ask Allah to break their backs. We have to warn against them. And they don't deserve that. No, this is not right. So they didn't consider Allah properly by using the religion of Al-Islam to sow the seeds of discord. SubhanAllah, Wallahi, Billahi, Tallahi. Some of these brothers, and I'll say it, Masjid al-Rahman, North New Jersey, and other than that, you sit down with those people and say, why am I an innovator? Why? Allah, they won't be able to tell you why. They'll regurgitate. He said, she said, it doesn't even make sense to them. So we're using the religion, the sunnah, to sow the seeds of discord and hatred in the hearts and the minds of new Muslims. And they don't even know what's going on. Wallahi, you sit with them and say, why? They don't know why. They didn't consider Allah. We are not considering Allah the way he deserves to be considered. Because Yom Al-Qiyamah, The heavens are going to be folded up. So what sense does it make? I mean, there's benefit, but I could come and tell you that Allah has a hand. And the delil for that is, in this ayat, it says that the heavens will be seven heavens folded up in Allah's hand, his right hand. But although I can say that and I believe that at the same time, I'm not looking at Allah Ta'ala may punish me. Allah Ta'ala is most powerful. So let me not be the one who's doing this or doing that, which goes against the religion. We didn't consider Allah properly. So Allah went on to mention in this ayat that the samawat will be folded up in his right hand. Authentic hadith. Rasulullah says, sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala In his religion, those regular people, you and me, we're not from the ulama, we're just regular people. Regular people 
Allah's prophets and messengers will be jealous of them yomul qiyamah. They will have ghipta. And who are those regular people? Those people who love each other solely for the sake of Allah. That's it. He's white. He's black. He's a revert Jewish person. He used to not practice and now he made Toby. He came back. She wasn't wearing hijab. This one over here was doing something really crazy. All of them made Toba and they came together and they're trying to practice the religion in their community or in their family. For an example, Allah Ta'ala's prophet said that the prophets and the messengers are jealous of the people who love each other solely for Allah's sake. He said that if they would be on mimbars, on mimbars, manabir, made out of nur, yawmul qiyamah, and they'll be on the right side of ar-Rahman, and both of Allah's hands are right hands. So this is what Imam al-Humaydi is talking about and those other scholars, that some of these ayat and some of these ahadith, some people have a problem with them. The scholars used to say, لا تستوحشوا قلوبكم من كلام مبتدعة Don't allow your hearts to be faint-hearted. Don't be weak. Don't be apologetic. Don't be afraid of the people of innovation as it relates to your aqid and what you believe in. Don't be afraid to tell people the hadith, for an example, if the situation presented itself, all of the hearts of Allah's servants are between his two fingers. He changes them how he wants to change them, subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's a hadith that the Prophet says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَلَقَ آدَمَ عَلَى صُورَتِهِ Allah created Adam in his image, in Allah's image. Some scholars say, in the image of Adam, it's ikhtilaf. But these types of ahadith, Imam Ahmed and the people before, their translation is Allah created Adam in, in Allah's image. And it's an authentic hadith. Just say it and don't worry about it. So, These issues, the Muslims shouldn't be afraid of. This is our religion. Now, if we're going to be afraid that non-Muslims are not going to embrace these beliefs easily, or the people of Al-Islam who are progressive or liberal, they're not going to accept it you know, easily, people are not going to believe yet Juja and Juja are still here because they didn't find that in the satellite. White people didn't see that. Europeans, Americans, they didn't see that. So we have to come up with another narrative. They're zombies. So the zombie becomes a narrative that makes sense to me. I'm not having to dig at anybody. I'm just saying that kufi on my head wants to pop off my head with some of the stuff that the people are saying. So what that they don't like it? There were things that the non-Muslims didn't like and they couldn't get their heads around it during the time of the Nabi. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, we mentioned in the Quran, Subhanallah, Asra bi abdihi laylam min al masjid al harami ila al masjid al aqsa, alladhi barakna hawluhu. Glory unto Allah, who took his slave, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, at nighttime from Baked al Maqdis, all the way from Mecca to Baked al Maqdis, from Baked al Maqdis to the seven heavens. When the people heard that, some of the people apostated, they laughed at the religion. And Allah told the Prophet in kind of a threat, if you were to say about me, about my religion, that which I didn't give to you, we will take you and we will snatch you up, Muhammad. Just say it. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
he had a companion by the name of Zayd ibn Haritha. Zayd was married to a lady who ultimately became the wife of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Zaynab bintu Jash. Tremendous wife and companion. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam knew that Allah azawajal was going to force Zayd to divorce that lady and then Prophet Muhammad was going to marry that lady. And the kalam, the perceived kalam, rhetoric, the the things that the people of Quraysh are going to say after that was done, it had made an issue in the Prophet's mind. When we cause Zayd to divorce her, we cause you to marry her. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam married the lady and the people criticized him. But he still came out and he said the truth. He didn't change anything. And the companions didn't change anything. As Allah Ta'ala mentioned in the Quran, وَمَا بَدْلُوا tabdila. They didn't change anything. So now, I'm going to get scared to say what the Quran is saying. Ya'juj, ma'juj, or whatever. The ayat of the Quran is said, وَاللَّاتِ تَخَافُونَ نَشُوزُهُنَّ فَعِذُهُنَّ وَحْجُرُهُنَّ وَدُرِبُهُنَّ فِي الْمَضَاجِعِ Those women who are your wives, if you feel they're going to be disobedient and disrespectful and disloyal, then you are allowed to warn them. And if that doesn't work, you can separate yourselves from them in the bed. And if that doesn't work, then you're allowed to hit them. That ayat doesn't support anything by any stretch of the imagination known as domestic violence. Slam is against domestic violence. But some of the progressive, liberal, Muslim women, Non-Muslims come and say, look, Al-Islam allowed domestic violence. And then we come and say, yep, this ayat is a problem. We should take this ayat out of the Quran. No, no, we don't say that and we don't do that. It's not befitting for a believing man or a believing woman. If Allah or his messenger decided thing that have any say so as it relates to that thing. If you are a true believer, فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ they do not truly believe Muhammad until they cause you to judge between their situations. And then they totally, absolutely submit and they don't have anything in their chest, anything in their heart against what you said. So the Imam Rahmatullahi Ta'ala is bringing this issue. He went on to mention also like the statement of Allah, Ar-Rahman al-Arshistawa, Ar-Rahman Allah is over his throne in a way that befits his majesty. And Imam al-Humaydi said, and anyone who misunderstands this and he doesn't understand it the right way, then he is a mu'attil and he is a jahmi. So to explain this pretty self-explanatory aspect of the book, it's basically just talking about those statements that Allah brought in the Quran, and he established them for himself as it relates to his names and his attributes, who he is and what he does and what he doesn't do, then we as Muslims, we have to believe it the way Allah wanted it to be believed. We have to believe it the way the Prophet ﷺ brought it and the way that the Prophet wanted it to believe it, wanted it to be believed. We have to do that. We have to look at the companions and accept it and follow it the way that they did because they didn't say how, when, where, or why. 
when these issues were revealed to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and when he talked about them. There's a hadith that the Prophet described Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The people are viewing me, I hope, and I hope that I'm included with them. And he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, يَحْمِلُ هَذَا الْعِلْمَ مِنْ كُلِّ خَلَفًا عُدُولُهُ يَنْفُونَ عَنْهُ تَحْرِيفَ الْغَالِينَ وَانْتِحَالَ الْمُبْتَلِينَ there will be a group of trustworthy people who will carry this knowledge from generation to generation. What's their job? They will push back and stop the corruption of the extremists. ISIS, the ghulat of, the, of ISIS, the ghulat, whoever is a ghalin, anyone who's overstreamed. You got people, Sufis who are extreme, Salafis who are extreme, Khwan Muslimi who are extreme. Liberals who are extreme. The job of these people is to push back the tahrif. When people become extreme, they change the meaning of things. They'll also push back the distortions of the falsifiers. And they will also push back the interpretation, interpretation of the ignorant ones. And this is what these imams did, like al-imam al-humidi, when they brought these issues. So everything that Allah Ta'ala mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah about his names and his attributes, we accept them. Unlike the deviant people that Imam al-Humaydi is refuting here. He's refuting the Jahmiya and he's refuting the Mu'tazila. The Jahmiya, a group of people came from a man by the name of Jahm ibn Safwan, who was an innovator, who learned his religion from a man by the name of Al-Ja'd ibn Darham. They were innovators. Jahm ibn Safwan said that the Jannah and the Nar are going to stop they won't be there anymore. They're just going to disappear. He said, Al-Iman is Al-Ma'rifa. Al-Ma'rifa. He rejected the names and the attributes of Allah. Allah doesn't have any attributes. None at all. So it's as if those people are worshiping someone who is not even present. He's Ma'doom. So some of these are the issues that the people went astray on. Here when Al-Imam Al-Humaydi said, we believe in Yes, the Quran and the Sunnah, it makes a nutq. Allah said about Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَمَا يَنْتِقُ عَنَ الْهَوَىٰ إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُحَىٰ Muhammad does not speak based upon his own desires, but he speaks revelation that was revealed to him. So the Sunnah has been perceived and it is revelation in, 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 in Al-Islam. Allah said in the Quran, وَلَدَيْنَا كِتَابٌ يَنْتِقُ بِالْحَقِّ Verily with us is a book that will speak with the truth. That's not talking about the Quran. That book is talking about the books where people's deeds are gathered. The angels are writing and all of your deeds, all of our deeds, big and small, will be in this book. And that book will speak. يَنْتِقُ بِالْحَقِّ It's going to speak. So there's no problem that Imam Al-Humaydi Use that particular verb. Something very important he said about this. He said, when the scholars of Islam, when the Quran and the Sunnah brings these ayat and these ahadith, talking about what Allah's names are, his attributes are, what he does, what he doesn't do. He said, We do not add on to it, nor do we explain it away. We don't do what the people did before where they add on to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned, or they take away from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned.
Rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam used to tell the people, stop, stop, and don't add on to what I said. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said, take what the companions have brought for you people, because what they brought is enough for you. Don't add on to what they brought. We don't need this stuff that all of the jama'at of the Muslims come up with, all of them, without any exception. We come on, we come up with new things. A new thing now I'm going to say, you have to listen to everything Sheikh so-and-so and Sheikh so-and-so and those three sheikhs uh, are saying we have to believe in everything. No, where you get that from? Where did you get that from? We don't add on and we don't explain. The meaning of tafsir, we don't give an explanation. Clearly, it doesn't mean we don't explain. The meaning of that is you don't explain these attributes with what is falsehood. Don't talk about what you don't have any knowledge concerning it. Your eyesight, your ears, your heart, everything is going to be questioned. You're going to be asked about that. So don't get into the realm that we don't know. Someone said, if the Prophet came back, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, today in 2020, he's going to wear a suit with a tie. Come on, man. Don't say things like that. What's the need for that? To show people that he's going to be modern and switched on? Don't say things like that because you can get that point across without saying things that you can't prove. You can't prove something like that. So we have to have edip in what we're saying and how we are. So the meaning of la nufasiru, we don't ask hi, how. Ar-Rahman al-Arsh istawa. Allah created the heavens and the earth. He did this, he did that. And then he went over his throne. We don't ask how did he go over his throne? How are the hearts between his two hands? His two fingers, how does Allah descend in the last third of the night? We don't ask those kinds of questions. How, how? He said to Iblis, Ma mana'aka lima What prevented and prohibited you? What stopped you, Iblis, from bowing down to the one I created with my two hands? So Allah created everything in the world in creation by saying, Kun, and it became. But four things he created with his hands. He created the Arush. He created the Jannat and Adan, the paradise. Allah created as well the pin. And he created Adam. Salawatullah wa salam ali. Everything else he said, kun. And it became. Isa, he was the kalima of Allah. Kun. And he became. So the Miza, why, how, why do the Malaika bow down to Adam? Not because he's created from dirt and you from fire. Because Allah created him with his own two hands. So since that's established as Al-Imam, Al-Imam, Al-Imam Al-Dhahabi and other than him used to bring and defend these ayat. لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ وَهُوَ السَّمِيرُ الْبَصِيرُ Nothing is unlike unto Allah. We negate anything and everything in creation being unlike Allah. Nothing is like Allah. But we establish he is Al-Samir, he is Al-Basir, he sees, he hears, he has knowledge, he comes down, he speaks, he is shy, but all of these things are in a way that befits his majesty. So that's the meaning of la nufasiruhu. We don't ask how, nor do we give it a false meaning, but we do give it the correct tafsir. We believe it, 
the way it came. Allah created Adam in Allah's image and keep it moving. I'm not going to sit here and trying to be, debate with you. What does that mean? How was that? And then I escape from the hadith because I'm afraid. What? No. Lastly, brothers and sisters, as a disclaimer, especially for you young brothers and sisters who are giving dawah in Allah, I'm coming to you explaining this aspect of usul al-sunnah al-imam al-humaydi walakinni aqulu lakum iyaakum thumma iyaakum thumma iyaakum beware 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 in no shape form or fashion am I encouraging any of you to go to your mothers or your fathers who have a minuscule amount of Islamic knowledge their religion is taqlid they don't know much And as you grow and develop in your religion, they look at you and they see you as being strange. And what you're doing is strange because it's not the Islam that they are familiar with. I am not encouraging you people to sit down or to go into a masjid. You're giving dawah and you start talking about these attributes of Allah. Allah comes down at the last third of the night. The hearts of the slaves are between the two fingers of Ar-Rahman. He changes them how he wants to change them. Believer, non-believer. Allah will put his foot over the hellfire yawm al-qiyamah. The Quran says that Allah has one eye and another ayah says he has multiple eyes. So I am not telling you to take these issues and to open them on your relatives. You have to do what the Prophet did sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bit-tadarruj. You have to grow and develop people. So for 13 years in Mecca, he called them Tawheed, Tawheed, Tawheed. Told them about the Jannah and the Nar. That's what he did in Mecca. Got the people to believe. And then when they went to Al-Medina, they were ready to believe in these other things, in these other issues. Our mother Aisha said, if Allah made sharab, khamr, haram at once, she said the people would apostate it because they were used to drinking. So we understand that tadarruj, Prophet Muhammad sent Mu'adh ibn Jabal to Yemen. Make the first thing you call them to is La ilaha illallah. If they accept that, pray five times a day. If they accept that, give the zakat in at-tadarruj. The time may come where you'll be in a situation where you have to say the truth. And you shouldn't be afraid, apologetic, acquiesce. But that should not be misunderstood that I'm telling you to take these issues to your grandmother, your grandfather, and people who you know are not ready for this. And I end with the statement of Ali ibn Abi Talib and Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. You do not speak to people with speech that they don't understand, except that you will be a fitna for those people. Talk to the people in accordance to their level of understanding. Do you want the people to reject Allah and his messenger? No. So take it easy as it relates to this important bab of al-asma wa sifat that the scholars of al-Islam mashallah came and they wrote about al-Imam al-Bayhaqi and other than him al-Imam al-Dhahabi wrote about this stuff the alu of Allah in his kitab kitab al-alu lil-ali al-ghaffar by al-Imam al-Dhahabi and all those scholars and we ask Allah ta'ala for thabat al-thabat on the kitab and the sunnah هذا وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا وعلى آله وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته
This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.